0: For this week's Republican National Convention, we will be using this feed to post keynote speeches from the convention. C SPAN's podcast, The Weekly, it's back September 3rd.
1: This is C SPAN's coverage of the Republican National Convention. This is First Lady Melania Trump.
2: Good evening. It seems like just yesterday that we were at our first convention where my husband accepted the Republican nomination and then became our 43th President of the United States. Yet the energy and enthusiasm for who should lead this nation, it is real today as it was four years ago. I know I speak for my husband and the entire family when I say we have not forgotten the incredible people who were willing to take a chance on the businessman who had never worked in politics. We know it was you who elected him to be Commander-in-Chief, and we know it is you who will carry us through again. We were humbled by the incredible support then, and we are still grateful today. I want to acknowledge the fact that since March, our lives have changed drastically. The invisible enemy, COVID-19, swept across our beautiful country and impacted all of us. My deepest sympathy goes out to everyone who has lost a loved one, and my prayers are with those who are ill or suffering. I know many people are anxious and some feel helpless. I want you to know you are not alone. My husband's administration will not stop fighting until there is an effective treatment or vaccine available to everyone. Donald will not rest until he has done all he can to take care of everyone impacted by this terrible pandemic. I want to extend my gratitude to all of the healthcare professionals, frontline workers and teachers who stepped up in these difficult times. Despite the risk to yourselves and your own families, you put our country first, and my husband and I are grateful. I have been moved by the way Americans have come together in such an unfamiliar and often frightening situation. It is in times like this that we will look back and tell our grandchildren that through kindness and compassion, strength and determination, we were able to restore the promise of our future. Businesses stepped up and volunteers stepped in. People were eager to share ideas, resources, and support of all kinds with neighbors and strangers alike it has been inspiring to see what the people of our great nation will do for one another, especially when we are at our most fragile. Speaking of strength and determination, we recently celebrated the 100-year anniversary of the passage of the 19th Amendment. Yesterday, on the North Lawn of the White House, we unveiled an exhibit dedicated to women's suffrage, The exhibit called on children from across the country to send art honoring the meaning of this important time in women's history. When I was judging the entries, I reflected on the impact of women's voices in our nation's story and how proud I will be to cast my vote again for Donald this November. We must make sure that women are heard and that American dream continues to thrive. Growing up as a young child in Slovenia, which was under communist rule at the time, I always heard about an amazing place called America, a land that stood for freedom and opportunity. As I grew older, it became my goal to move to the United States and follow my dream of working in the fashion industry. My parents worked very hard to ensure our family could not only live and prosper in America, but also contribute to a nation that allows for people to arrive with a dream and make it reality. I want to take the moment to thank my mother and father for all they have done for our family. It is because of you that I am standing here today. I arrived in the United States when I was 26 years old. Living and working in the land of opportunity was a dream come true, but I wanted more. I wanted to be a citizen. After 10 years of paperwork and patience, I studied for the test in 2006 and became an American citizen. It is still one of the proudest moments in my life because with hard work and determination, I was able to achieve my own American dream. As an immigrant and a very independent woman, I understand what a privilege it is to live here and to enjoy the freedoms and opportunities that we have. As First Lady, I have been fortunate to see the American dream come true over and over again. I have met many inspiring women, children, parents, and families who have overcome life-changing issues that include addiction, homelessness, family members who are ill or have passed away, abuse of all kinds, and many other challenges that would make most people give up. The past three and a half years have been unforgettable. There are no words to describe how honored, humbled, and fortunate I am to serve our nation as your First Lady. After many of the experiences I've had, I don't know if I can fully explain how many people I take home with me in my heart each day, from brave soldiers who give up so much so that we can be free, to children of all circumstances who I have met around the world, thank you for inspiring me. It is my greatest honor to serve you. When I speak to members of the military, despite sacrificing time with their families, experience the fear of war or suffering loss, they have no regrets about serving our country. The same goes for their families and the families of first responders who often watch their loved ones walk out the door, not sure if or when they will come home. When I speak to families who have lost someone, the pain mixed with pride I hear in their voices is something I think about often. So thank you to all who serve our country in the military and as first responders. And thank you to the families who wait for them. You are our heroes in your own right. I have also been moved by the many children and families I've spent time with at hospitals, schools, and other locations around the world. Children who are dealing with pain or illness that would break even the strongest adult. Parents who are grateful to wake up every day and see that their child is still alive. These families are a testament to what faith and medicine, strength and science can do. On my first international trip as First Lady, my husband and I visited places of great significance to the three major religions, Islam, christianity and judaism one special memory from that trip is of a young boy i had privilege of visiting while at bambino Gesù hospital in rome italy while there i read the little boy a story and learned that he and his family had been waiting for a heart for a very long time and he had a grim prognosis his situation brought my staff and me to tears and we spoke of a little else as we flew to Belgium for the next part of our trip. Upon landing just a few hours later, we learned that a heart had been donated and would be going to the little one. I think about him often, along with so many amazing and strong young patients across our own country. More profound and sadly unavoidable examples of our country's strength and character have occurred in the communities that have been impacted by natural disasters. Hurricanes, tornadoes, and flooding may show the ugly side of Mother Nature, but in their aftermath, they can show us a beautiful side of humanity. My husband and I have visited many places that have been affected by natural disaster. And we are deeply moved by the strength of the people who have lost everything and the kindness of neighbors and communities. The common thread in all of these challenging situations is the unwavering resolve to help one another. I recognize the stories I just told about people who survive extraordinary circumstances. But Donald and I are also inspired by the millions of Americans who wake up each day with a simple yet courageous goal of providing for their families and keeping them safe. You are the backbone of this country. You are the people who continue to make the United States of America what it is and who have the incredible responsibility of preparing our future generations to leave everything even better than they found it. Just as you are fighting for your families, my husband, our family, and the people in this administration are here fighting for you. No matter the amount of negative or false media headlines or attacks from the other side, Donald Trump has not and will not lose focus on you. He loves this country and he knows how to get things done. As you have learned over the past five years, he's not a traditional politician. He doesn't just speak words. He demands action, and he gets results. The future of our country has always been very important to him, and it is something that I have always admired. In fact, it is to help ensure a better future for our next generation that I launched Be Best, my initiative to help children achieve their fullest potential. Be Best has one simple goal, teaching youth about the importance of their well-being, both mentally and physically. This also includes understanding online safety and the dangers of opioid and drug abuse. Through Be Best, my office and I have been able to highlight people, programs, and organizations that are doing extraordinary things in our country and around the world. I continue, I continue to believe that by shining a light on these positive examples, others across the country and globe will become inspired to do their part for our next generation. Helping children is not a political goal, it is our moral imperative. When I think back to a defining moment of Be Best, my mind goes to a trip I took to Africa. On that vast and beautiful continent, I was able to visit the countries of Ghana, Malawi, Kenya, and Egypt. One of those visits in particular had a profound impact on me. Ghana, on the coast of West Africa, was the first stop on my trip and I experienced firsthand its warm people and their traditions. While there, I visited the Cape Coast Castle and learned more about the beginning of a cruel and often deadly journey in the era of the slave trade. I was horrified when I listened to the guide tell me so many inhumane stories and I gained new perspectives. This time in our history, we must never forget so that we can ensure that it never happens again. Like all of you, I have reflected on the racial unrest in our country. It is a harsh reality that we are not proud of parts of our history. I encourage people to focus on our future while still learning from our past. We must remember that today we are all one community, comprised of many races, religions, and ethnicities. Our diverse and storied history is what makes our country strong, and yet we still have so much to learn from one another. With that in mind, I like to call on the citizens of this country to take a moment, pause, and look at things from all perspectives. I urge people to come together in a civil manner so we can work and live up to our standard American ideals. I also ask people to stop the violence and looting being done in the name of justice, and never make assumptions based on the color of a person's skin. Instead of tearing things down, down, let's reflect on our mistakes, be proud of our evolution, and look to our way forward. Every day, let us remember that we are one nation under God, and we need to cherish one another. My husband's administration has worked to try and effect change when it comes to issues around race and religion in this country. He is the first president to address a special session of the United Nations General Assembly to call upon countries across the world to end religious persecution and honor the right of every person to worship as they choose. He has made substantial investments in our historically black colleges and universities. This president also continues to fight for school choice, giving parents more options to help their children flourish. My husband knows how to make a real change. From the day that I met him, he has only wanted to make this country the best it can be. For many years, I watched him grow concerned and frustrated, and I'm so proud to see the many things he has done in such a short time. America is in his heart. So while at times we only see the worst of people and politics on the evening news, let's remember how we come together in the most difficult times. And while debate rage on about issues of race, let's focus on the strides we have made and work together for a better tomorrow for everyone. Our administration has also devoted historic resources and produced life-saving results by raising awareness around opioid addiction and drug abuse, especially for children. When so often the headlines are filled with gossip, I want to take this moment to encourage the media to focus even more on the nation's drug crisis. This disease is one that affects everybody. It pays no attention to race, age, or socioeconomic status. Addiction has touched every part of our society in some way. And now, more than ever, we have programs and medicine to combat it, We just need to talk about it openly. And you, the media, have the platforms to make that happen. To the media industry and as a country, I ask that we all commit to helping in our fights against drug addiction by talking about it even more. Especially as we battle the COVID pandemic, we need to remember that suicides are on the rise as people who are struggling with loneliness and addiction feel they have nowhere to turn. Parents, please talk to your children. Teachers and caregivers, pay attention to signs of addiction. Lawmakers, pass legislation that allows those who ask for help to do so safely and without fear, and to provide resources for organizations that help people impacted by addiction. When the stigma is removed, people will no longer be ashamed to ask for help, and lives will be saved. And if you you are struggling with addiction, there is no shame in your illness. Please seek help, you are worth it. In my next four years as First Lady, I will continue to build upon the best and work with individual states to pass legislation to take care of our most vulnerable. I plan to continue the work I have started with children in foster care, as well as the minority communities and tribal nations. I want to ensure children are being protected and communities have the resources needed to combat drug addiction and child neglect or abuse like my husband and the administration, I will continue to encourage education that supports a child's individual needs. It is vital that children are given the building blocks to succeed. I also look forward to continue my work to restore the people's house, which is a lasting symbol of pride for our nation. I believe this iconic home needs to be cared for and preserved so it can be enjoyed by the people of this country and visitors from around the world for years to come. I'm passionate about this beautiful house, the grounds, and all they represent. And now, I have a special message for the mothers of this country. This modern world is moving so fast, and our children face challenges that seem to change every few months. Just like me, I know many of you watch how mean and manipulative social media can be. And just like me, I'm sure many of you are looking for answers how to talk to your children about the downside of technology and their relationships with their peers. Like every parent in this country, I feel there are so many lessons to teach our son, and responsibilities as his mother but there are just not enough hours in the day to do it all. I remind myself that I'm more fortunate than most and still have days that I look for wisdom and strength to do the very best I can for him. To mothers and parents everywhere, you are warriors. In my husband, you have a president who will not stop fighting for you and your families. I see how hard he works each day and night. And despite the unprecedented attacks from the media and opposition, he will not give up. In fact, if you tell him he cannot be done, he just works harder. Donald is a husband who supports me in all that I do. He has built an administration with an unprecedented number of women in leadership roles and has fostered an environment where the American people are always the priority. He welcomes different points of view and encourages thinking outside of the box. I know I speak for my husband and the family when I say we are so grateful that you have trusted him to be your president and we will be honored to serve this incredible country for four more years. As you have heard this evening, I don't want to use this precious time attacking the other side, because as we saw last week, that kind of talk only serves to divide the country further. I'm here because we need my husband to be our president and commander-in-chief for four more years. He's what is best for our country. We all know Donald Trump makes no secrets about how he feels about things. Total honesty is what we, as citizens, deserve from our president. Whether you like it or not, you always know what he's thinking. And that is because he is an authentic person who loves this country and its people and wants to continue to make it better. Donald wants to keep your family safe. He wants to help your family succeed. He wants nothing more than for this country to prosper, and he doesn't waste time playing politics. Almost four years ago, we went into Election Day completely underestimated. Despite what is being said again this year, I know, just as you do, that Americans will go to the polls and vote on the behalf of their families, our economy, our national security, and our children's future. To vote for those ideals is not a partisan vote. It is a common sense vote because those are goals and hopes that we all believe in. I believe that we need my husband's leadership now more than ever in order to bring us back once again to the greatest economy and the strongest country ever known. God bless you all, your families, and God bless the United States of America.
1: You're listening to C-SPAN's coverage of the Republican National Convention. This is Secretary of State Mike Pompeo.
3: Hi, I'm Mike Pompeo. I'm speaking to you from beautiful Jerusalem, looking out over the old city. I have a big job as Susan's husband and Nick's dad. Susan and Nick are more safe and their freedoms more secure because President Trump has put his America First vision into action. It may not have made him popular in every foreign capital, But it's worked. President Trump understands what my great fellow Kansan President Eisenhower said. For all that we cherish and justly desire for ourselves or for our children, the securing of peace is the first requisite. Indeed, the primary constitutional function of the national government is ensuring that your family and mine are safe and enjoy the freedom to live, to work, to learn, and to worship as they choose. Delivering on this duty to keep us safe and our freedoms intact, this President has led bold initiatives in nearly every corner of the world. In China, he has pulled back the curtain on the predatory aggression of the Chinese Communist Party. The President has held China accountable for covering up the China virus and allowing it to spread death and economic destruction in America and around the world. And he will not rest until justice is done. He has ensured that the Chinese Communist Party spies posing his diplomats in America, are jailed, or sent back to China. And he has ended the ridiculously unfair trade arrangement with China that punched a hole in our economy. Those jobs, those jobs are coming back home. In North Korea, the President lowered the temperature, and against all odds got the North Korean leadership to the table. No nuclear tests, no long-range missile tests, and Americans held captive in North Korea came home to their families has hid the precious remains of scores of heroes who fought in Korea. Today, today, because of President Trump, NATO is stronger, Ukraine has defensive weapon systems, and America left a harmful treaty so our nation can now build missiles to deter Russian aggression. And in the Middle East, when Iran threatened, the President approved a strike that killed the Iranian terrorist Qasem Soleimani. This is the man most responsible for the murder and maiming of hundreds of American soldiers and thousands of Christians across the Middle East. And you'll recall too that when the president took office, radical Islamic terrorists had beheaded Americans and ISIS controlled a territory in the size of the size of Great Britain. Today, today because of the president's determination and leadership, the ISIS caliphate is wiped out. It's gone. Its evil leader, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is dead, and our brave soldiers, they're on their way home. The president exited the U.S. from the disastrous nuclear deal with Iran and squeeze the Ayatollah, Hezbollah, and Hamas. The President, too, moved the U.S. Embassy to this very city of God, Jerusalem, the rightful capital of the Jewish homeland. And just two weeks ago, the President brokered a historic peace deal between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. This is a deal that our grandchildren will read about in their history books. You know, as a soldier, I saw firsthand people desperate to flee to freedom. The way each of us can best ensure our freedoms is by electing leaders who don't just talk, but who deliver. An American hostage imprisoned in Turkey for two years, Pastor Andrew Brunson said upon his release that he survived his ordeal with these words of scripture, be faithful, endure, and finish well. If we stay the course, we will. May God richly bless you, and may God bless our great nation, the United States of America.
1: These are speeches from Tuesday night session of the Republican National Convention. This is President Trump's daughter, Tiffany Trump.
4: Good evening, I'm Tiffany Trump. Since speaking at the Republican Convention four years ago, so much has changed for the world, for our country, and for my family. Like so many students across the world, I graduated from law school during the pandemic. Our generation is unified in the facing the future in uncertain times. And many of us are considering what kind of country we want to live in. As a recent graduate, I can relate to so many of you who might be looking for a job. My father built a thriving economy once, and believe me, he will do it again. This election, I urge each and every one of you to transcend political boundaries, this is a fight for freedom versus oppression for opportunity versus stagnation a fight to keep america true to america i urge you to make judgment based on results and not rhetoric if you believe in criminal justice reform there is only one president that passed the first stepped act giving people a second chance a chance at a life once again and if you believe in expanding quality and affordable health care, only President Trump, my father, signed the right to try into law the Favored Nations Clause and other actions to lower drug prices and keep Americans from getting ripped off. People must recognize that our thoughts, our opinions and even the choice of who we are voting for may and are being manipulated and visibly coerced by the media and tech giants. If you tune into the media, you get one biased opinion or another. And what you share, if it does not fit into the narrative that they seek to promote, then it is either ignored or deemed a lie, regardless of the truth. This manipulation of what information we receive impedes our freedoms Rather than allowing Americans the right to form our own beliefs, this misinformation system keeps people mentally enslaved to the ideas they deem correct. This has fostered unnecessary fear and divisiveness amongst us. Why are so many in media and technology and even in our own government so invested in promoting a biased and fabricated view? Ask yourselves... Why are we prevented from seeing certain information? Why is one viewpoint promoted while others are hidden? The answer is control because division and controversy breed profit. But what are the consequences when only one side of the story gets out or when only one viewpoint is acceptable? For our education system, it meant sacrificing civil debate By creating an atmosphere where students with contrary opinions are too afraid to speak, many students find themselves suppressing their beliefs to fit into what the acceptable group think is. In short, our nation suffers by inhibiting our diversity of thought and inclusion of ideas. Working together outside of our political comfort zones will accomplish so much more. Some cynical politicians do not seem to believe in the miracle of America. Well, I do. As Maximo Alvarez said so eloquently last night, if freedom is lost in this country, there is nowhere else to go. Having hope is not weakness, and believing in miracles is a gift from God. So tonight, I want to tell you the uncensored truth of what we believe in. We believe in equality of opportunity. We believe in freedom of thought and expression. Think what you want. Seek out the truth. Learn from those with different opinions. And then freely make your voice heard to the world. We believe in school choice. Because a child's zip code in America should not determine their future. We believe in freedom of religion for all faiths and... We believe in the American spirit, a country founded on ideas, not identity, a country where our differences are embraced, and the only country where the word dream has been attached to it. Because in America, your life is yours to chart. So if you're hearing these things and thinking to yourself, that is the kind of country that I want to live in, well, whether you realize it or not, you are a Trump supporter. I encourage you to see beyond the facade that so many other politicians employ. They mask themselves in disguises of decency as they try to pressure us to mask our own identities and beliefs. My father is the only person to challenge the establishment, the entrenched bureaucracy, big pharma and media monopolies to ensure that Americans' constitutional freedoms are upheld And that justice and truth prevail. My father does not run away from challenges, even in the face of outright hatred, because fighting for America is something he will sacrifice anything for. He dreams big dreams for our country, and he is relentless at achieving them. You see, Make America Great Again is not a slogan for my father. It is what drives him to keep his promise of doing what is right for american citizens the energy of change and opportunity is with us god has blessed us with unstoppable spirit his spirit the american spirit my dad has proven to be driven by that spirit he has demonstrated his faith in his uncompromising heart and actions my father has made me believe that america can truly be great again. If you care about living your life without restraints, about rebelling against those who would suppress your voice and building your American dream, then the choice in this election is clear. A vote for my father, Donald J. Trump, is a vote to uphold our American ideals. Be true to yourself and stay true to the dream of America. Thank you, and God bless you all.
1: This is C-SPAN's coverage of the Republican National Convention. This is President Trump's son, Eric Trump.
0: Good evening, America. When I stood on this convention stage four years ago, no one fully understood the historic change that was about to take place. We could all feel it. Something was happening. A movement was forming just below the surface. The forgotten man and woman, voiceless in Washington, D.C., were preparing to rise up. Our movement followed the pattern of so many that came before us. First, we were ignored. Then, we were laughed at. Then, they fought us. And then, together, we won. From that moment forward, America came first. America started winning again. America became respected again. But with every movement, there's a counter-movement. In the view of the radical Democrats, America is the source of the world's problems. As a result, they believe the only path forward is to erase history and forget the past. They want to destroy the monuments of our forefathers. They want to disrespect our flag, burn the stars and stripes that represent patriotism and the American dream. They want to disrespect our national anthem by taking a knee while our armed forces lay down their lives every day to protect our freedom. They do not want the Pledge of Allegiance in our schools, many of them don't want one nation under God. The Democrats want to defund and disrespect our law enforcement. The Democrats want an America where your thoughts and opinions are censored when they do not align with their own. President Reagan said, freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. It must be fought for, and it must be protected. This is the fight that we are in right now, and it is a fight that only my father can win. My father ran not because he needed the job, but because he knew hardworking people across this great country were being left behind. The media mocked these patriots in the flyover states in which they lived. They ignored the Trump flags. They ignored the millions of MAGA banners and barns painted in red, white, and blue. The silent majority had no one fighting for them in either party. Their so-called leaders were bowing to China, bribing Iran, And spending more time worrying about how they'd be received by the elites in Paris than how Americans would provide for their families in Pittsburgh. Our family lost friends, but it only pushed us to fight harder. My father pledged to every American in every city, state, and town that he was going to make America great again. And so began the great American comeback. Almost immediately, taxes were slashed, regulations were cut, and the economy soared to new heights, heights never seen before. Wages went through the roof. Unemployment reached historic lows, especially for black Americans, Hispanic Americans, and women. Trade deals were ripped up and renegotiated. Lights were turned back on in abandoned factories across our country. Trillions of dollars were repatriated back to the United States, which had been sitting in foreign lands for far too long. Once again, America became the envy of the world. And with that renewed strength came leverage. The President demanded that our allies pay their fair share for the defense of the Western world. My father rebuilt the mighty American military, adding new jets, aircraft carriers. He increased wages for our incredible men and women in uniform. He expanded our military defense budget to $721 billion per year. America was no longer weak in the eye of the enemy. The moment President Trump ordered Special Forces to kill some of the deadliest terrorists on the planet, The day the mighty Moab was dropped on insurgent camps is the day America took a stance to never be defeated by the enemy. Al-Baghdadi, Soleimani, dead. Over and over, issue after issue, the economy, the wall, the military, trade deals, tax cuts, Supreme Court justices, VA hospitals, prescription drugs, school choice, right to try, moving the embassy to Jerusalem, peace in the Middle East. Never-ending wars were finally ended. Promises made and promises for the first time were kept. Most politicians spend their entire careers in Washington, D.C. and get absolutely nothing accomplished. For example, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a politician who has been in government for 47 years. He's a career politician who's never signed the front of a check and does not know the slightest thing about the American worker or the American business, the engine which fuels the greatest economy the world has ever known. The same politician who has been a total pushover for communist China, and someone who would be a giant relief for terrorists, who now have spent years running, hiding, and being taken out by the most talented military known to man. Joe Biden has pledged to raise your taxes by $4 trillion. 82% of Americans will see their taxes go up significantly. Biden has pledged to stop border wall construction and give amnesty and health care to all illegal immigrants. Biden has pledged to defund the police and take away your cherished Second Amendment. My father, on the other hand, delivered the largest tax cuts in American history, knows if you do not have a border, you do not have a country, and will always support law enforcement and your right to keep and bear arms. Every day, my father fights for the American people, the forgotten man and woman of this country, the ones who embody the American spirit, which is unlike anything else in the world. It built the New York City skyline. It built the Hoover Dam. And soon, under my father's leadership, it will send Americans to Mars. The American spirit can be felt in the majesty of the Grand Canyon. The shadows of Mount Rushmore and the stillness of the air at Gettysburg. It can be seen in the wide-eyed wonder of every American child as they take their first breath in the greatest country the world has ever known. It defeated fascism, it defeated communism, and in 68 days it will defeat the empty, oppressive, and radical views of the extreme left. Ronald Reagan's quote ends with this simple warning. One day we could spend our sunset years telling our children what it was once like in the United States where men and women were free. Under President Trump, freedom will never be a thing of the past. That's what a vote for Donald Trump represents. It's a vote for the American spirit, the American dream, and for the American flag. To the law enforcement officer who's being attacked, betrayed, and whose job they are trying to make extinct. My father will fight for you. to all houses of worship and to all people of faith, stripped of our religious freedoms and religious liberties. My father will fight for you. To the voiceless, shamed, censored and canceled. My father will fight for you. To our farmers who worked on to dust to keep our plates full, my father will fight for you. To every single mother and father, to our veterans our coal miners, and to the American worker, my father will fight for you. And to every proud American who bleeds red, white, and blue, my father will continue to fight for you. In closing, I'd like to speak directly to my father. I miss working alongside you every single day, but I'm damn proud to be on the front lines of this fight. I'm proud of what you are doing for this country. I'm proud to show my children what their grandfather is fighting for. I'm proud to watch you give them hell. Never stop. Continue to be unapologetic. Keep fighting for what is right. You are making America strong again. You are making America safe again. You are making America proud again. And yes, together with a forgotten man and woman who are finally forgotten no more, you are making America great again. Dad, let's make Uncle Robert very proud this week. Let's go get another four years. I love you very much. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.
1: You're listening to C-SPAN's coverage of the Republican National Convention. This is Kentucky Senator Rand Paul.
5: Good evening. I'm Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky. Donald Trump and I met many years ago before he was running for anything. When I first met him, I recall being struck by how down-to-earth he was. He seemed like just a normal guy. okay, a normal guy with his own plane and helicopter, but who's counting? I was planning a medical mission trip to Guatemala to perform charity eye surgeries, and we needed money to fund the trip. Donald Trump offered to help and immediately came through for us. Not only did he support my medical mission to Guatemala, but he also contributed to another mission trip to Haiti a year later. We performed hundreds of cataract surgeries in both countries. Nothing is more amazing than removing the bandages from a person's eyes and watching them as they see their loved ones again. Donald Trump helped me make that happen. A few years later, we were opponents, both running for president, and we all know how that turned out. But I'm proud of the job Donald Trump has done as president. I don't always agree with him, but our occasional policy differences are far outweighed by our significant agreements. But more important than simple agreement is accomplishment. President Trump gets things done. When some in Congress wanted a so-called revenue-neutral tax plan, Donald Trump and I worked together to make sure that it was a true tax cut. I brought President Trump an idea for better, less expensive health insurance called Association Health Plans. Donald Trump overturned years of red tape and bureaucrats, and he made it happen. While others talked about criminal justice reform, President Trump actually signed the First Step Act, the first real reform in a generation, and one that sought to undo the harm that others, like Joe Biden, have done. For those of us who lament the Biden crime bill that locked up a generation of young black men, remember that Biden bragged about a bill that still wreaks havoc among people of color. I'm supporting President Trump because he believes as I do that a strong America cannot fight endless wars. We must not continue to leave our blood and treasure in Middle East quagmires. I flew with him to Dover Air Force Base to honor two soldiers whose remains were coming home from Afghanistan. I'll never forget that evening. I can tell you the president not only felt the pain of these families, but that the president is committed to ending this war. President Trump is the first president in a generation to seek to end war rather than start one. He intends to end the war in Afghanistan. He is bringing our men and women home. Madison once wrote, no nation can preserve its freedom in the midst of continuous warfare. I'm proud to finally see a president who agrees with that. Compare President Trump with the disastrous record of Joe Biden, who has consistently called for more war. Joe Biden voted for the Iraq war, which President Trump has long called the worst geopolitical mistake of our generation. I fear Biden will choose war again. He supported the war in Serbia, Syria, Libya. Joe Biden will continue to spill our blood and treasure. President Trump will bring our heroes home. If you hate war like I hate war, if you want us to quit sending $50 billion every year to Afghanistan to build their roads and bridges instead of building them here at home, you need to support President Trump for another term. So to our soldiers and their families, join me in supporting President Trump. To those of you who want lower taxes and better, less expensive health care, join me in supporting President Trump. To those of you who want to stand up and fight the socialists poisoning our schools and burning our cities, join me in supporting President Trump. Let's rebuild America together.
1: These are speeches from Tuesday night session of the Republican National Convention. This is Kentucky Attorney General Daniel Cameron.
6: Good evening, my name is Daniel Cameron. I'm 34 years old and the first African-American attorney general in Kentucky history. It is an honor to be with you as a proud Republican and supporter of Donald J. Trump. I was raised in Kentucky, just a few miles from Abraham Lincoln's birthplace our first Republican president believed in compassion, self-reliance, freedom, equality, and justice. Sadly, there are some who don't believe in this wisdom or in the better angels of our shared American history as they tear down the statues of people like Ulysses S. Grant, Frederick Douglass, and even Mr. Lincoln himself. Lincoln said any nation that does not honor its heroes will not long endure. And for Republicans, our heroes are those who propelled an imperfect nation ever forward, always striving to make life better for everyone. Even as anarchists mindlessly tear up American cities while attacking police and innocent bystanders, we Republicans do recognize those who work in good faith towards peace, justice, and equality. In fact, It was General Dwight Eisenhower, a future Republican president, who said democracy is a system that recognizes the equality of humans before the law. Whether you are the family of Breonna Taylor or David Dorn, these are the ideals that will heal our nation's wounds. Republicans will never turn a blind eye to unjust acts, but neither will we accept an all-out assault on western civilization. My values were shaped by my faith and by my parents. I worked at their small coffee shop, meeting people from all walks of life. And I realized something. No matter who we are, everyone needs a cup of coffee. That lesson stuck with me because despite our differences, we all want the same things for our children to have more opportunities than we did. To feel the dignity of work, and to believe that if you play by the rules, you can make a good life for yourself and your family. So the question is, will we choose the path that gives us the best chance to meet those universal desires, or will we go back to a time when people were treated like political commodities who can't be trusted to think for themselves? I think often about my ancestors who struggled for freedom. And as I think of those giants and their broad shoulders, I also think about Joe Biden, who says, if you aren't voting for me, you ain't black. Who argued that Republicans would put us back in chains. Who says there is no diversity of thought in the black community. Mr. Vice President, look at me. I am black. We are not all the same, sir. I am not in chains. My mind is my own. And you can't tell me how to vote because of the color of my skin. Joe Biden is a backwards thinker in a world that is craving forward-looking leadership. There's no wisdom in his record or plan, just a trail of discredited ideas and offensive statements. Joe Biden would destroy jobs, raise our taxes, and throw away the lives of countless unborn children and he is captive to the radical left, a movement committed to cancel culture and the destruction of public discourse. They believe your skin color must dictate your politics. And if you fail to conform while exercising your God-given right to speak and think freely, they will cut you down. The politics of identity, cancellation, and mob rule are not acceptable to me. Republicans trust you to think for yourself and to pursue your American dream, however you see fit. Mr. Lincoln said the dogmas of the quiet past are inadequate to the stormy present. The occasion is piled high with difficulty, and we must rise to the occasion. I believe Donald Trump can meet Lincoln's mandate, even as Joe Biden remains trapped by his own failed record and by the radicals who dominate his party. Let's be honest. No one is excited about Joe Biden, and so I ask you to judge the record. On criminal justice reform, Joe Biden couldn't do it, but President Trump did. On the economy, Joe Biden couldn't do it, but President Trump did build an economy that worked for everyone, especially minorities, and he will do it again. And on immigration, Joe Biden promises more to illegal immigrants than he does to you. But President Trump believes his highest duty is to the American worker. The choice is clear. Let me close with something my mom told me. This country's many faces comprise a family, not separate parts to be divided against each other. And like any family, we care for one another. We grieve together. We share our burdens and our struggles, and we celebrate our successes. And though we fuss and fight, we are not enemies. We are Americans, united by a collective faith in our Constitution and laws and the fundamental fairness they represent. We are defenders of life and of individual liberty, and we carry the mantle of Eisenhower and of Reagan to be a force for good in this world, and one that must always be reckoned with. That's my Republican Party, the party of Lincoln, that believes America is an indispensable nation An evergreen tree standing tall in a turbulent world. And that's why I am voting for Donald Trump for president. Thank you and God bless.
1: You've been listening to speeches from Tuesday's session of the Republican National Convention. Find all of our podcasts on the free C-SPAN radio app or wherever you listen to podcasts.